Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined Podcast. I am Asani Brogan, owner of Asani Coaching Services. And in this episode, I am discussing fetishes, talismans, totems, how we use these particular items in African spirituality to be specific. However, these items are used in many different systems. You probably already used them before if you've been in any type of religion, even if you haven't used them personally, you have most likely seen them and been around them because they are all over the place. So these are common items that we absolutely use in ATR, pretty much any system that you can think of. Somebody is using a fetish, a totem, a amulet, charm, etc. All of these different words basically mean the same thing. So, you know, in ATR, kind of the, the name fetish stuck, especially when we're talking about systems that came directly out of Africa. That was kind of the translation that we started using and continue to use to this day. I personally don't really like that term just because of its association with like obsessive type of behavior, especially when you were talking about like a sexual fetish or something like that. However, the term can also be used in a different context when it's referring to the um, sacred or consecrated objects that have magical power we, that we use, like people use to protect themselves and to keep themselves. Now. There are so many names aside from that fetish term, like I just mentioned. So you may hear them referred to as talismans, totems, amulets, charms. But again, I'm pretty much referring to the same concept. I'm not really going to distinguish them because there are just so many different definitions based on the system that you're using. But at the end of the day, they all basically serve the same purpose and have the same meaning as I just outlined. And also to clarify, I do want to indicate that herein I am referring to consecrated or blessed objects, meaning that they've gone through certain sacred rites and rituals and been infused with the essence of some type of spiritual power or force. I am not referring to objects that you may just go and pick up in a store because those items are usually not blessed. You can pretty much consecrate any ob- object or item, whether it be plant, animal, or you know something synthetically made. Though that's typically not going to be the case when it comes to ATR because we believe in working with natural elements. But at the end of the day, you can use pretty much anything as long as it's consecrated for that purpose. And therein is the difference between what we're referring to as fetishes or talismans or totems within ATR systems versus what again you could just go and maybe pick up out of a store somewhere and you know have the item and you can even people even do this especially like um with the ephi tradition elecky beads i see people just selling these beads online and they're not consecrated so you know they don't have that spiritual power to them or you can even like go in some stores and actually find elecky beads just you know strung up but they have to be consecrated for the wearer in order for them to serve in this capacity that I'm referring to in this episode. So many different objects and items are used to make these or fashion these particular fetishes, 
They can include the bees, as I mentioned before, with the lucky bees. Those are common in the Ifa tradition. But you can also have seeds and animal parts. A lot of times the teeth and the claws of certain animals are used. And even sometimes the entrails of animals are used in order to make a talisman or a totem or something like that. Um, even so much as human hair, especially if it's being made specifically for an individual, even their nails, fingernails, and things like that are utilized. Snake venom, flowers, different plants, so many different varieties of plants. Um, feathers are even utilized for this purpose. Bones of so many different types of animals are oftentimes used for this purpose. And um, you can read bones too, but this is not what I'm referring to here. When we are reading bones, that's a form of divination. But instead, when we're talking about this, we uh, this particular subject with the fetishes or whatnot, we actually infuse the bones in our work in some capacity in order to bring about spiritual protection. Cowrie shells, they're going to be used a lot when it comes to like West African traditions, especially because they're found and they're plentiful over there and they have great significance, especially when it comes to the notion of prosperity or wealth. Um, different crystals and stones are likewise utilized in order to make um, fetishes. But again, here I am talking about consecrated objects. So I am not referring to the items that you could just go and pick up at a store and, and buy all of these different rocks and things like that. Absolutely, you can cleanse those items and pray over them. And that is a form of blessing or consecration. But I'm not referring to that type of individual level. There are sacred rites and things that have been divined and sacred ways that you can infuse the essence of certain spirits in these sacred items that I'm referring to here, rather than just going and pick up something and praying over it at an individual level. I am not saying that it's not effective, but there are certain ways that the spirits have already taught us, our ancestors, our lineage for you know thousands of years plus in order to do this process. And it's just not the same, at least in my opinion, as far as in my experience likewise, because I have seen the difference in working with crystals and stones versus working with my Blakey bees and other blessed or consecrated items that I have that I work with through the Ifa system in particular but the Haitian voodoo system is the same thing there I don't have any consecrated items that I use from that particular system but I absolutely know people who have consecrated items and I know that that is a process it's very similar to what we do in the Ifa tradition so and you know there are so many other traditions as well let me absolutely state that any system that you would go into that's indigenous or native to a people group, you are going to find this element regardless of where it is, be it on, in Africa, on the continent, be it um, in the Americas, in Asia, wherever you are, indigenous people groups utilize these particular items or objects and they consecrate them. And another thing too to keep in mind, so if you come into this from a religious perspective, other religions likewise use this. They just don't categorize it in the same way and they don't say the same thing about it. And of course, they always present theirs in a completely different light, like it's completely and perfectly okay, even though their sacred texts will talk against 
utilizing some of these items. So in particularly Catholic faith, in Orthodox Christianity, Islam, those systems that come from the Abraham Abrahamic regimen absolutely utilize what we call rosaries or prayer bees and they have different terms in their own languages especially islam and you know certain forms of orthodox christianity that come from other lands they have their own terms but it's the same concept using a rosary or a prayer bead same exact concept when you're talking about using an, a sacred item to um, pray with or to protect you and so forth and so on and obviously this notion likewise presents itself in traditions or religions spiritual systems if you will like buddhism and hinduism and you know taoism and other faiths like that but those are pretty much classified along, along the same line as indigenous or traditional religions as African spirituality. So that's why it's not a huge deal to highlight those because they are known in those systems. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is that you know, a lot of times we utilize these items in our traditions and you know we're called like foolish or crazy. You know, again that term fetish is used that to indicate that we're placing inordinate um important unto something where we should not be but the same dynamic goes on in abrahamic traditions and it's not challenged whatsoever right so that's just a point a key point to keep in mind if you are one who is transitioning into atr if you have no problem with it and you know obviously just keep moving forward and do what you do when it comes to working with these particular sacred items so i'm going to take a quick break and i will come back and get more into the purpose and how we use these items in our day-to-day -day life so before the break i kind of highlighted you know what fetishes charms talisman etc are also talked a little bit about the purpose which is ultimately spiritual protection we utilize these objects in different capacities for spiritual protection for the most part to ward off evil spirits and to inviting good spirits and to be blessed to get enlightenment knowledge and wisdom as we go along our day-to-day -day journey because again the essence of that spirit is with us at a close level whenever we are utilizing these objects this is one of the reasons why you will see people have them in just every aspect of their environment um and that's what i'm going to talk about here too is like where do we typically find them it's become very popular to utilize them as forms of jewelry so wearing them around your neck as a necklace or a bracelet and um bangles things like that but likewise in headdresses you will find in certain systems that's very common for women to wear or even men to wear headdresses that are infused with the essence of certain spiritual forces and you will likewise find them being put in mojo bags or medicine bags these are not necessarily the same thing like mojo bags tend to be like 
charms where we're trying to keep things away and protect ourselves where medicine bags are used for healing purposes but those terms can sometimes be used interchangeably too just depending on the system and the individual that you are communicating with about them but it's the same concept where we're going to put these sacred items consecrated items into a, a bag of some sort and carry it with us on our person so it could be put in somebody's pocket or it could be used in certain um types of wraps or gear that goes around a person's chest things like that just so many different areas of the body likewise these come in the form of statues and this is one reason why i also say you know be very careful like if you go to a store for instance and you you find a sacred statue from a tradition it actually could be consecrated especially if you're dealing with some type of antique item but for the most part they're not they're just statues you can go to pretty much any place in you know like an african country and find many statues in the market that typically don't have any spiritual connection or power to them because they haven't been consecrated they're just carved items at that particular point it's when they are taken and um go they go through a specific process in order to be connected with a specific spiritual force that makes them potent or viable for the purpose of protecting you and for giving you wisdom and enlightenment along your day-to-day -day journey um, but statues are very very common in ATR traditions as well as other indigenous and you know traditional spiritual systems around the world and even so much as tattoos so if you just go and get a regular tattoo that is not the same thing there are some absolutely sacred tattoos that are given to people in the traditional systems and they mean something in their high level protective items that come on a person's body so obviously if it's tattooed there it is there for life unless a person goes through some kind of process to remove it uh, but those particular tattoos a lot of the tattoos and things that we see on the continent i mean nowadays it's changing you'll see some of the more you know commercial level tattoos but traditionally when you saw a person on the continent get a tattoo it meant something it was usually based on a rites of passage and it was absolutely a sacred marking on that individual's body and it you know came with some spiritual power and you know attunement and so forth and so on it wasn't just a random tattoo just you know somebody's boyfriend girlfriend husband wife or what have you child whomever it served a very significant purpose and for the most part it is still that way especially with the older generations they still get these markings and so forth but you know you do see this transition as society transitions with the younger crowd getting you know tattoos that are not affiliated with their traditional systems so that's pretty much how you are going to see many of the charms that we utilize in atr systems but there are other ways likewise to um, see these particular objects being utilized so how do we use them for the most part we use them in prayer rituals 
and ceremony so that's even the type that you wear i mentioned this in a previous episode that i did about prayer in h-e-r and one way to pray is absolutely to use some type of fetish or what have you You can put it on your body without saying a word because therein when you put that item on your body you are automatically asking that spirit or that deity for protection and help as you go along your day as long as you have it on you they see it they're with you okay um that's one way and some people actually will you know utilize the beads in in meditation processes which are effectively prayers as well because there's spiritual communication at the end of the day um, people likewise use these in incantations. So, you know, certain objects, depending on what it is, it could be a feather, it could be a, a stone or something like that, wherein they use this object when saying certain incantations or, you know, ritualistic prayers, if you will, over certain items. Oftentimes, you'll see fetishes and charms and totems being utilized in cleansing processes that go on within the spiritual realm, right? So we're talking about spirituality here. I'm not talking about physical cleansing, but whenever we're doing some type of spiritual cleansing for a person, you will oftentimes see some form of totem being utilized in that process because again it's been infused with spirit has the essence of that spirit in it so that spirit is coming forth to assist in that process of removing any toxicity from you know a person's environment or a person's space and we can use these in many ways like i said before a lot of times today you absolutely see people wearing them i know me personally i wear some form of spiritual protection every day whether it be my, you know, Eleki bees, or I have um, bangles that are not Eleki bees, but they are affiliated with the Ifa tradition. They're, they're actually, my bangle is actually an Ifa bangle, and I also have certain spiritual rings for protection in different areas of my life. And I, I'm putting on something every day, as I mentioned before, because it's very important for me to stay protected in general, but um specifically because of what i do because i you know have hold a public space a public face in the world beyond what i do here even in my profession i you know was teaching i had a very public position when i was in the workforce so it was very important for me to continuously protect myself and cleanse myself because i was always in the public eye i mean also still in the public eye through just this podcast or what have you and you know a lot of energies will try to attack you and come at you when you are a public face and i just recommend it for anybody i even have them for my children i make sure that you know anytime they go out of the house that they put them on for me I will wear my in the house quite often just because I do work from home, right? So whenever I'm dealing with a client or something like that, I am going to have on some level of protection just because, you know, I'm dealing with somebody else's energy. Not to say that they're trying to harm me, but you just never know what's going on. It could be some kind of evil energy on that person and they may not even be thinking about you in that way, but that evil energy wants to try to attack you. So it's good to always have some form of protection on you when you go out in and about, um, especially in society. But again, even when you're working with people outside of your 
home domain, it's really good to maintain these particular items of protection on your person so that you can keep yourself or even, you know, around your house, as I said before. Some people, you know, likewise keep these items in entryways. It's very common for statues of Eshu or Legba to be placed at a door or an entryway to a person's home because they're in this protection, right? But again, we're talking about a sacred object, not just a statue, a sacred object that you are going to perpetuate. So that means you're going to be spraying it with alcohol, giving it palm oil and other offerings that are appropriate for issue or whatever deity that's sitting at your doorway a lot of people use those type of energies to maintain protection of their home also in decor it's very common for people to use these in decor now like they'll maybe even in artwork circle of life we see that energy a lot especially in spiritualism practices whereby you'll see it in the form of artwork and paintings or even in balls or crystals or something like that that can hang from a person's ceiling so many different ways even statues that we just put on like desk and things like that i love having statues on my desk where i work because i know that they bring forth protective energy even plants like plants in general so a plant because it is a living object is going to hold the essence of spirit in it so it's really great to even just place plants in your environment because therein there is a form of protection they, they literally protect us from so many things like the air they can cleanse the air and do so many different things so as for me i always have some form of spiritual protection in my own personal environment but of course you know everybody has to decide what works best for them so there you have it guys you know the working with these different items why we do it how we do it hope this information has been enlightening for you and understanding why it may be important for you to get certain forms of protection through a fetish or an amulet a totem charm or what have you with that being said i'm going to go ahead and close up this session ashay please have a very blessed and beautiful day and beyond